Here's My Story is brought to you in part by Art and Soul Tattoo and Gallery. Located in the heart of historic New Glarus, Wisconsin, every guest at Art and Soul Tattoo is treated to an experience of fantastic customer service and care, from free consultation to completion of your tattoo or piercing. Come in and experience the Art and Soul difference. A welcoming atmosphere awaits you with professional and personal style. They are the premier tattooism destination with plenty to see and do in historic New Glarus. Here's my story may contain adult language and adult content not suitable for a younger audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Here's My Story. I just want to start out by saying wow, just wow. Thank you all so, so much for such an overwhelming and awesome response to the start of this journey. Thank you to those who have taken the time to subscribe and rate the show. I have 20 out of 20 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is amazing. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen, and thank you to the near 300 members of the Here's My Story Facebook group. I absolutely love seeing this thing grow, and I hope it continues. And speaking of the Facebook group, which by the way, is a private group, so only members of the group can see your posts, I wanted to give a few shout-outs to start the show. First one goes to member, and hopefully a listener, Caroline Billiot. I'm probably butchering her last name, and I apologize if I am, but I wanted to single her out because I have no idea who this woman is. She found the podcast, the group, or both, on her own. She joined the Facebook group, and in her first post introducing herself to a group of strangers, she very openly described her issues and what she's dealing with. Thank you so much for joining, hopefully listening, and putting yourself out there for a few hundred strangers. That right there is the perfect example of what I'm trying to achieve here. Talking about your issues is so hard, and sometimes impossible, and to have a safe space to do so and get things off your chest is such a big thing. So again, Caroline, thank you, and I also encourage everyone else to follow her lead. Another quick shout-out goes to Annie. Annie is a longtime friend of mine, and she recently posted asking questions about anxiety-induced seizures, something that very recently affected someone extremely close to her, and people jumped right in the comment section offering advice and information. That was amazing to see. So Annie, I hope things are going well, and be sure to post any updates. And you may notice I'm sounding a little bit more crisp and clear on this episode. So a big thank you goes out to my guy, Artie Boucher, for help with that. Artie is a friend of mine who I met through another podcast who messaged me the other day and told me about some software that he uses to record his podcast. So I checked it out and fell in love with it right away, which in turn is one reason it took longer for me to get this episode out than I wanted, but I wanted to familiarize myself with the new program to make sure I had it down before actually recording. But, from what I've noticed so far, it's totally worth the wait. So send some love to Artie in the Facebook group, and also, check out his podcasts. The Wrestling with Altitude podcast is where he talks to independent wrestlers, owners, and other personalities, both local and traveling to the Colorado area as well as RMP Radio, where he talks to wrestlers and other talents specific to Rocky Mountain Pro, and get to know them on more of what they do outside of the wrestling arena. 
Both can be found on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And finally, a massive shout out to Tracy. I know you're listening and I saw your post the other day and I wanted to make sure to say something. But a couple days ago, Tracy posted on her personal Facebook page that she just hit 365 days, one year sober. So congratulations on achieving such a huge milestone and the best of luck going forward. Also, a huge congratulations to Stephanie Nicole, the big winner in the Here's My Story, Drink the Paint contest. Stephanie is from Illinois and chose the tattoo session as her prize. I'm looking forward to getting updates on this from both her and Beth, and I will post a picture of the final product as soon as it's done. Thank you to all that entered, and nothing but love to Beth for partnering with me to make this contest happen. And if you didn't win this time, you can head over to Drink the Paint and submit your stories of strength for more chances to win. And speaking of stories, be sure to submit your story to me. I'm running out of stories already, and with your submissions, there is no podcast. I have three more stories in my possession and a handful in limbo of people writing, but have yet to submit. So please, email me at heresmystorypod at gmail.com with your stories or questions about submitting your story. One final plug before we get started. Given the nature of the topic of today's story, I wanted to throw out a quick plug for a new true crime podcast I've recently started listening to called the Slay Queens Podcast. It's a fresh twist on everyone's favorite podcast genre. Hosts Ashley and Wayne take a deep dive into the dark side of the rainbow as they discuss true crimes that affect the LGBTQIA community. So be sure to check them out wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast. And finally, for real finally this time, the big disclaimer. Disclaimer that I can't forget. Please remember that I am not a licensed therapist. I'm not a licensed psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm just me. Just a guy with his own problems, trying to help others with their problems. And with that, I think it's time for today's story. Today is the story of Angie and Nathan. I've known Angie for about 19 years as we started working together back in 2001. And I've known her son, Nate, since he was about four years old which I also want to give a happiest of birthdays to Nate as his birthday is quickly approaching at the end of the month. Also, here's a small world tidbit. The last time I saw Nate, he was working at a small club in Urbana, Illinois, where my wife and I attended my first Red Sun Rising concert, who, as you should already know, provides the music for this podcast. We had won a meet and greet, we got a few songs played for us as a little private show, got autographs, the works which the picture and the VIP passes hang next to my little podcast space as I speak. So anyway, off we go on today's journey. Today, my name is Angie, and here's my story. Jessica was born January 29, 1997. She was a perfect baby. Lots of hair, rosebud lips, and a button nose. She was a happy baby, and from early on it was also clear she was also very smart. She started playing tot soccer at three or four years old, and she played for several years, up until about sixth grade or so. She was a fantastic goalkeeper, but there was significant pressure from her dad to be the best and get that college scholarship. The constant hounding became too much, and soccer was put away for good by junior high. As a little kid, she liked Spider-Man, Batman, riding bikes, playing outside, and getting dirty. In school, she was always highly spoken of. 
Teachers wished all students were like her. She was kind, respectful, responsible, caring, diligent about her work, and always had fantastic progress reports. At three and a half years old, she became a big sister and fell into the role relatively easy. There was the typical jealousy early on, and they fought and butted head a lot over the years. But now as adults, they're good friends, which makes me very happy. At around nine years old, she started showing the subtle signs of depression and agitation. Lots of defiance and outbursts of anger that, quite frankly, seemed unjustified. Between that time and her very early teens, 13 or 14 years old, the cute girly outfits came to a screeching halt. She started wearing more jeans and dark-colored shirts. She lost interest in soccer and became very much so into reading books like Harry Potter. The moods were not always terrible, but there were some flare-ups that seemingly came out of nowhere. A lot of frustration was due to her dad being everything that a dad should not be. Borderline abuse in many forms. He spat on her, kneed her in the stomach, shoved her under the couch. He used his size to try and dominate and scare her. I could go on, but I think that's enough to paint a not-so-great picture. I feel Jessica may have felt she wasn't good enough as a daughter to her dad, and possibly in this block of time may have started feeling like maybe she should have been a boy. Once we left him, though, things started to get better. That brings us to around 8th grade. There was a boyfriend for a short time. He was the same age as her and a decent enough kid, but it didn't last, which is common at that age, so I thought nothing of it. When 8th grade graduation came around, it was a nightmare when it came to shopping for an outfit. I, as the mom, hadn't quite put the pieces together yet and wanted a nice dress or skirt and top, while my tomboy child demanded jeans and a plain shirt. Well, we ended up with black jeans and a plain shirt. Then high school came along. That brought along the emo phase. Black clothes, punk hair, piercings, drug use, and cutting. All the bad stuff as parents we don't want our kids getting mixed up with. Freshman year overall wasn't too bad, but it was when I started to really notice some of the signs of depression. I remember seeing some cuts on her arms, probably with something like a paper clip, as they were never deep enough to bleed. Just an attention tactic to see who would notice. I think the pot smoking started around 14, 15 years old. And thankfully, I never had any close calls with overdose or suicide attempts. I do recall a time a group of kids came to my house, and the first thing I saw was a chin piercing that drove me over the edge. I kicked everyone out, and later found out that it was just one of those magnetic things. Oops. But that group of kids were questionable to me with their appearances. I shouldn't have been so judgmental, but they seemed to be from the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak. Sophomore year is when the first girlfriend started coming around, and in this story I just don't feel it's right to use her name. Anyway, they claimed to be best friends, which of course, I was fine with. She was a pretty girl with a beautiful personality, and just a pleasure to be around. However, when Easter break came about that year, she was here the whole time. The wheels started turning for me, and when I told Jess it was time for her to go home, she flipped out and went hysterical. Why are you taking my one friend who understands me away? Then it became clear that they weren't just best friends but they were in a relationship with each other. I was quick to be accepting of a gay child. My brother is gay, so I am absolutely not bothered by the lifestyle at all. It also sort of explained some of the outbursts and mood swings that she had been having. 
But at this point, I still wasn't really understanding the magnitude of emotion and turmoil of my own child. She then became more into dressing in men's jeans, men's shirts, boxers, men's shoes, hats, and kept cutting her hair shorter and shorter. We went to the doctor, where she was given antidepressants. Unbeknownst to me at the time, the doctor had a conversation with my baby about transgenderism. That really got the ball rolling. I don't know the conversation between the doctor and Jess specifically, but can reasonably conclude it was about feeling trapped in a girl's body and how to go about coming out and what to do long term. Jess, or Nathan, as I soon discovered, and the first girlfriend spent lots of time together for a good year. She was and is an incredible woman who I will always remember fondly. They split up for reasons I'm not 100% sure of. I know some of it, but it isn't my place to say publicly. But what I can say is that Kelsey came into the picture very quickly after they split. Kelsey and Jess went to junior prom together, and Jess wore a tuxedo, and Kelsey wore a beautiful dress. They were stunning to me, and I didn't care what anyone thought about the tuxedo. At one point, I had found a note in the bedroom from Kelsey to, quote, Nathan, and it hit me that Jessica was using a male name around her friends and her girlfriend. I let it alone because I didn't want to add pressure to the situation. Jess graduated midterm senior year and did not go back to walk in the ceremony. She was done with school and all the bullshit. The conversation between us regarding the starting of testosterone was short but positive. Jessica asked me if it was okay, and of course I supported the decision, and then asked to be referred to as Nate and to use male pronouns going forward. I had seen the sadness, darkness, drugs, and drinking. I had seen the cutting, and I knew without a shadow of a doubt this is what would save my child's life. I may have given birth to Jessica, but it had been such a natural progression into Nate, and I absolutely support my son in everything that he does. It did, however, take a bit of getting used to, since I was used to Jessica up until then, but I made a conscious effort to try and not screw up. Our relationship got a lot better after his disclosure. He was more comfortable talking to me about things regarding transgender issues. He was able to get with a transgender specialist in Chicago and started testosterone in February 2015, an injection weekly and alternate thighs. Many people are eager for hormonal changes to take place rapidly, but it's very important to remember that the extent of and rate at which your changes take place depends on many factors. These factors include your genetics, the age at which you start taking hormones, and your overall state of health. Consider the effects of hormone therapy as a second puberty, and puberty normally takes several years for the full effects to be seen. Taking higher doses of hormones will not necessarily bring about faster changes, but it could endanger your health. And because everyone is different, your medicines or your dosage levels may vary widely from those of your friends or what you may have read in books or online. These are the four areas where you can expect changes to occur as your hormone therapy progresses. Physical, emotional, sexual, and changes in your reproductive system. Also note that hormone therapy doesn't go without risk. There are cancer risks as well as other risks such as heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. You could also be shortening your lifespan in general, since men on average live about five years less than women. 
However, there isn't enough research data to be 100% certain of that claim. In the summer of 2017, I believe, is when he had top surgery. Male chest reconstruction, commonly known as top surgery, is any of a variety of surgeries to remove breast tissue and provide shaping of a male contoured chest. Surgeries for female to male transgender patients have similarities to both gynecomastia surgeries for cisgendered men, breast reduction surgery for gigatomastia, and the separate mastectomies done for breast cancer. Moderate to large breasts usually require a double incision procedure with grafting and reconstruction of the nipple and areola. This procedure makes it easier to contour the chest and place the nipples in a more natural position but results in more visible scarring. For smaller breasts, a periareolar or keyhole procedure may be done where the breast tissue is removed through an incision made around the areola. This results in less visible scarring but may result in a lower than average nipple placement and a less natural contour. There is less denervation of the chest wall with the periareolar mastectomy and less time is required for sensation to return. Loss of sensation to varying degrees is a risk with any chest reconstruction procedure. His dad took him to the Howard Brown Health Center in Chicago for the procedure and was very supportive. I took him for the follow-up appointment. The only side effects were basically when the hormone dosage wasn't correct, it just made him irritable and sleepy. With the help of his doctors, he has found the right balance of hormones to feel happy and healthy. And I'm so happy to see him alive. He blossomed once the healing process began and became more confident and happy. Family was and is still supportive. The grandparents had a bit of a time as they never dealt with anything like this in their lives, but I always stressed that this is what made Nate complete, to be his true self. My other kids never questioned the transition. One day, they had Jessica, and the next day, Nathan, and that was that. They love their brother and really have never asked about it. It's just natural. All is great now, and we do have lots of support. Very little negativity from anyone, and I make it abundantly clear that I fully support my son's decision and will never back down from it. I am his number one fan. For me as his mom, it seemed to be a natural progression. I wish I could explain more to make more sense, but I think you have to live it firsthand to fully understand what I mean. My son makes me so proud. He's due to graduate college this summer. He's still with Kelsey. She stood by him every step of the way. They have fur babies and a house together, and they're making a life for themselves and are very happy together, and that's what parents and families should want for their kids. Happiness. He is not considering any other surgeries at this time. Insurance won't mess with it, unfortunately, and it's ridiculously expensive. Planned Parenthood, as well as the Howard Brown Health Center in Chicago, has helped with the meds and support. I absolutely encourage anyone who feels trapped or confused in their identity to talk to someone. Get help, and don't keep it bottled up inside. In this day and age, information is just a click away. My wish is for every individual who feels trapped in the wrong gender to seek professional advice, to talk it out, and seek support from family and friends, and to do what they feel is right. There is a lot of help available and lots of support for transgendered people. For parents of a child who comes to you seeking love and support, you have two choices. 
accept and love the child you brought into this world and move heaven and earth to help them, or be prepared to bury your child. It was a no-brainer for me. Thanks to everyone again for listening and sharing Here's My Story on social media. And thank you to everyone who's joined the Facebook group. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget, I need your stories, because without you, there is no podcast, and I'm quickly running out of stories. So again, if you would like to submit a story, or if you have any questions, please email me at heresmystorypod at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Here's My Story Pod, or Here's My Story Pod on Instagram. Also, please join the Facebook group, Here's My Story Pod. This is a private group where you can post freely without your friends seeing your posts. And if you'd like to support the show financially, go to patreon.com slash Here's My Story Pod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Here's My Story Pod. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the show. And please share this on all social media platforms. I'm looking forward to hearing from as many people as possible to get their stories heard. Also, you can go to anchor.fm slash here's my story pod and leave a voice message. Leave a voice message about the show or leave a message for the storytellers like Stacy and Angie. Give them encouragement about sharing their story and then you could be heard on an upcoming episode. Music for the show provided by Mike Protich of Red Sun Rising. Be sure to check them out wherever you get your music fix. The song is called Stealing Life. The song means a lot to me, and as always, I am honored to use it. That's all I have for now, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for my next episode, where I tell the story of loss and depression, courtesy of Scott. But until then, remember that you are not alone. See you soon. Let's carry on